guys i'm back i sound really weak that was such a weak kind of like i guess i girls back people i'm happy i'll tell you what happened yeah? <laughs> i walked into the studio and another podcast was recorded and i shouted ah! <laughs> yeah. Then I had to shut up real quick and go yeah. outside. It was all embarrassing. But Jules, <laughs> I'm back. It's good Yay. to see you back. Welcome, guys. With your lemsip. With my lemsip. Yes, I'm currently suffering with the flu. I've literally, if you guys was to see me, I look like I'm um, a mother taking their kids to on the school run. She's actually here in the house garments. Literally, everyone. I've got the pajama pants on, mm-hmm. the UGG boots, yep. um, the very large Canadian hoodie, and a big ass jacket. It's house garments, fully and house a headscarf. Garments. Yeah, I'm not messing around. I literally jumped in the Uber straight from a house here, and I'm going to do exactly the same thing. Um, but yeah, welcome back, artistic state of mind. I'm back again. It's good to have you back. It's great to have you back yes um shout out to satya oh yes satya. thank you so much for sitting in for me mm-hmm. um, keeping I your list- seat warm yes i listened to the episodes and i did have a bit of a oh here we go let's go go and get out of your system uh, i did kind of raise this with charma on the internet because mm-hmm. only i could do that um, this whole thing about Afrobeats and Nigerians taking over yeah. Afrobeats. It's not even Nigeria. That, okay, let, let's 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 be straight up about this. It's not Nigerians taking over Afrobeats. It's mm. the inaccuracy of the name. You can't take the, 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 the name of a whole continent and then give it to a genre that, that comes that, from two I, countries. I absolutely agree. That's what we were saying. You, I like, to be honest with you, I, I agreed with you because like, I was just like, oh yeah, that's interesting. Mm. And then Was it the Wakanda comment that you didn't like? I don't even know. There was a there when was, I a, said que- it, ask, there was ask, a question that I need to be careful because you know my co-host is Nigerian. I was like, mm. oh, it was how um, Ghanaians and Nigerians don't know about other African countries. Okay, yeah. okay, which is not true because okay, I okay. actually do. <laughs> Name five West African countries. Go West, West Africa, just West Africa. Uh, Cameroon. Look, I, I see how you stood there. No, no, no. Because you, you went said west. west. Like no, because know. I had to think about it for a second. I thought you were going to say a whole, no, the no, whole no, of go. the whole of Africa. Yeah, Cameroon, Cameroon Sierra Leone, mm-hmm. um, um, Niger, mm-hmm. um, um, Burkina Faso. Uh, Burkina Faso. Sorry, Burkina Faso. You have to allow me because my brain and my I'm my cold. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. No, but I do know the country. Do you mean Guinea Bissau or yeah. do you mean? Equator, uh, do you mean Guinea Bissau or do you mean Burkina Faso? Bu- See? Burkina See? Faso. This is my sorry. point. This is I've, my point. I've, no, this, I've this basically exact, combined this is, two questions, two yeah, countries exactly. together. Exactly. To give. That's why we said next up you're going to start saying Wakanda, isn't it? Okay. Might as well. Nah, I don't believe in that. You don't believe in it, but yeah. you proved me right. So. I was going to also say another country, but you know, allow me in it. What? Wakanda? Forever. No, I was going to say Cape Verdean. Cape Verde. Cape, Cape Verde. What is it called? Wow, it's called Cape. It's called Cape Verde. Cape Verde. Yeah. Well, again, I'm not the best when it comes to pronouncing stuff. That's not. That's not pronunciation. That is just some. Yeah. Well, people would know what I was talking about if I said Cape Verde, 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 Var, whatever. Yeah. I could barely say Nigerian names, let alone yeah, you know but, other countries. Well, thank you for coming and proving me and Satya's point. No, right. I didn't prove you because, you like fully, I mentioned, I mentioned fully. three other countries. You, you, I said name five. You stalled. I didn't stall because again, like, then you remixed Guinea Bissau and Burkina Faso into yeah, one. But then at the United same time, States. And, but at the same time, I can sit, I can sit here and reel off African countries. I don't have no problem. Okay. Like I'm a I'm a walking atlas or map. When it comes to stuff like that, I'm actually quite good at naming countries. Mm. 
But yeah. As you just proved right there and there. Anyways. Moving on swiftly. How, how, how's your week? I was no, going to ask forget, you. Forget about your week. How have your... T- let the people know what you've been up to and why we've been uh, separated. Why, yeah, why have I been on a episodes? hiatus yes, and where have, I, where, where have you I been gone? At? Have I been living under a rock? Mm. Maybe. No. Um, so the reason why I had to take a couple of episodes off was because I was prepping to shoot my short film come on um yeah <laughs> we're nearly there um which i did um at the end of january um amazing experience amazing cast and crew it was an absolute joy um i was actually um so I'm, I'm even kind of like still on the buzz of it because i didn't realize the work that I put into it and the people, the people that were involved and the work that they put into it, that I was like, raw, I actually shot a short film. Like I did this. Um, so it's been a project. It, it's, it's a project that I wrote. Um, I also produced, I also funded it on my own <laughs> and I directed it. So a lot of work went into it and it's a really kind of like important kind of subject matter. It's a, it's a script that's really dear to my heart. Um, so I can't wait to share it. Um, but at the same time, it's been a, pro- a project that I've been working on for about a year and a half. So I've been writing it, redrafting it, redrafting it, redrafting it. Like, oh, I'm not sure about this. Let's take this out. Um, and then producing it as well. It's not easy to kind of like do something like that especially if you're working on your own you don't really kind of like have any you're not working with anyone and I did I initially was going to get a producer on and then last minute not last minute but they decided that um they wanted to work on another project so I was just like oh I was like literally like god what am I gonna do how am I gonna do this all by myself um but it was possible I did it on my own I actually did everything For sure In regards to planning and prepping it on my own So yeah I, I shot a short film And I can't wait So it's currently in um, post-production um, So it's been edited as we speak Post-production um, I know it's, it's so fancy I actually feel like we've got a guest now <laughs> I'm not even joking I'm sitting here like yeah I'm talking about Tell me about that <laughs> Isn't that interesting? What's your process? Oh God, oh jeez. <laughs> I wouldn't tell you what my process is. I'll be like blah 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 blah. We'll just be talking for England. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited, and obviously, um, in due time, I'll be able to share it with everybody. I'm planning to take it out to festivals, um, God willing, and all that, all that jazz, and maybe do a screening. I'm not sure yet, but that's all like a work in progress at the moment. But yeah shot a short film and now i'm still i'm still working because mm-hmm. now i have to write a play <laughs> fun times my God. um so my first draft is actually due at the end of march <laughs> stress um and i've barely written anything so that's quite fun and then in the process of that i'm trying to move into london oh i just i just keep giving myself work to be fair i just keep on giving myself extra bit of work that i don't need to give myself extra bit while you're executing but, Ah, trying. Trying. I mean, trying. made a short film. That's more than trying. Yeah, we did that in the end. Um, so yeah, so I'm keeping busy mm. doing things. So that's... what can you what can you tell our listeners about the film at this point? At this point, I can tell you that it's a tearjerker. Okay, it's Tissues a powerful it's a powerful piece about a mother and daughter relationship. 
particularly in the West African kind of Nigerian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the reason why I say it's dear to me because there's some elements of my experience with mm. my with my relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to tell that story because you don't see, especially black women, um, you don't see their kind of like, their stories told, mm. especially with within their kind of like relationship kind yeah. of situation. So I really wanted to tell that story. Um, and Dorcas, my sister is actually the the daughter character. Yeah, I saw I saw she was on uh, your your socials. Yeah, the... yeah, she did a great job. Now, not to say that I wasn't I wasn't gonna I was scared that she was gonna do a crap job because obviously she did she auditioned. So you know, loads of people were like, "You made your sister audition?" Well, yeah, of course, that's the process. You have to no audition. No nepotism out here. Nope. Absolutely not. Don't believe in it. No, don't yeah, believe in you it. You don't believe in nepotism, but your brother was the co-host and your sister's in your film. Yeah, but the thing is, she did a great job. It was very close between her oh, and I'm somebody just, else. I'm, I'm playing. I know you are, I'm but playing. you know, I you know, I have to justify. But there's myself. truth in jest, they say. Yeah. Well, well, in your jest, not mine. Um, but yeah, no, um, that's just a bit about the project. Um, closer to the time I will be sharing some um some shots of the play of the play. Of the film, so be on the lookout for that. So yeah, how has your week been, or how have you been in general? Well, I feel like you, I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a while. Yeah, I think the last time we spoke, I was telling you to to look after yourself during this uh this process. Yeah, because I was stressed, and now you've come back and you got you got. The, I've got the flu exactly. So <laughs> you know, I, clearly you listened. Yeah, to your co-host. Oh, clearly I did. The funny thing is, this the flu just literally got me like monday monday after well not monday like sunday night i could feel like a yeah something in my throat i was like hmm, this that's is how it always starts isn't it so i was like no, i to work went to work i was like i can't be here i felt so weak i felt like my body was literally like my soul was being dragged out of my body and my body was just living in its own kind of like thing so i was like to my manager do you know what um can i go a little bit early he was like yeah sure fine get some rest so I was like, I might go into work today. I was like, today I was like, I'll see if I once I get home, take as much medication as possible, sleep, and then hopefully by today, this morning, I'll feel better. So I did that. Well, I barely slept. Um, did take the medication. Didn't eat because my appetite is completely gone. And then afterwards, I woke up this morning. My alarm went off at five thirty. I was like, Yeah, nobody's going anywhere. Mm. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I literally messaged my manager. I said, Look. It's not happening. It's, it's, not happening it's, it's really bad. And like, it's like my throat hurts. Even when you just try to take a gulp, oh. the pain is immense. I'm just like, so that's another thing. When I feel like there's pain, I'm not going to enjoy food. So I just avoid food. I managed to eat like a couple of bites of something today, but I was just a couple. And because I have to take it because of the medication I'm taking, if I didn't have to take, if I could take the medication without eating, I probably would. But then uh, they would just make myself worse. I don't want to come across sounding like, you know what I mean? Your mum or nothing, but. Yeah, I know. Well, get that food down your yeah, belly. I will. I yeah. am. I'm trying to. So I'm going to. It's not, it's not easy. It's not fun. So. I'm going to try and get, I'm going to go into work tomorrow. So. Uh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I said to one of my my friends i was like i'm gonna come to work even though i'm like 50 percent better she's like why yeah why i was like because to be honest with you because i look after so many people's diaries 
even when you tell people you're you're ill, they will still email. Let them let them be adults. Let them handle their own business. Yeah, no, it's not even my guys. My guys are perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. It's other so people. So then, what's the problem? It's other people. Anyway, once we get into work chat, we'll, yeah, we'll be here forever. We'll be too yeah. long, too long, mm, too long. Yeah, my week. No, do you know what? It's been. And I just ticking along. I think the 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 most noteworthy thing that happened. I met my bridal party. That was cool. Oh okay. Yeah. Cool. How was, did that go? It was it was great. Like more than half of them came round uh, to the house and yeah, chilling, talking about what we expect from them. It was, it was good. It was good. Okay. Good Have vibes, you guys yeah. got a date now? Uh yes. Oh. But I'll tell you off pod because I know I know, I know, I know people oh. be like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, we got a date. Oh, nice. Everything's oh, moving along. Yeah. We, oh, we saw a venue yesterday as well. Mm. It's just it's so weird that this is just real now. Do you know what I mean? So like, you're planning not... to do it in this country? Oh yeah, for sure. Is yeah. it just because of family? Yeah. If we and do it just... in one or the other, then it just no, it's yeah. not. It's not going to work. No, it's either. not going to work at all. But yeah, it's just real. It's uh, it's, it's really happening. It's really happening. Yeah, you're not it's nervous a great yet. Feeling. Me, nah, 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 nah. Me, it's a great feeling for me. Like I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Um, yeah, I personally am enjoying it. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. How 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 is your fiance? I personally am enjoying it. Oh, <laughs> you're supposed to be thinking about her as well. No, you know? no, no. Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm being I'm being as supportive as I can. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm trying to be as supportive yeah. as I can. But I think it's it's one of them things. Uh, yeah, we just have different outlooks on it. I think me being... Uh, do you know what it is? Like, me being uh, from the, like, the culture that I'm from, when it's quite big, I've been around them since I was five years old. I'm now like 27. forgot mm. my own age. So, like... It's, I'm not one of those people who saw them. I'm like, oh, I don't really want this. I wanted it from the moment I saw it. Mm. So for me, it's actually like quite exciting. Um, but I think she, it's like walking into something she, that uh, you were not ready for until is she it overwhelmed? Uh, I think I've, uh, yeah. it's a normal reaction. Whereas yeah, for me, like I've, I've kind of, it's all I've known. Like uh-huh. when you talk about a wedding... Uh, I've always only known them to be like quite big, big and and, yeah, exactly. And yeah. So I've been kind of ready for that for a long time. It never like daunted me, and I was like, oh, I don't want none of this. I'm like, I want it. I want it all. You're, that's quite interesting because I'm polar opposite, even as a Nigerian. Yeah, and you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, African people are like that. They feel. Um, I work for Asian girl who's like that. Actually, they feel. You, everyone thinks because they're African or they're Asian, whatever, yeah. they want to have the whole big, big thing, thing and whatever. And then they kind of, yeah, that's not them. I, I'm not that person. I'm not going to lie to you. If I had the opportunity to elope, I would. Yeah. But then I think I would disappoint a lot of people. Yeah, that's the one. Whereas me, so, I'm like, yeah, I'm settling for a I would, wedding. I would have a thousand. Man, I would have a thousand people there. Oh if my I could, god! You know? No, I no, really no, 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 no. I really no. would. If I could no. have a thousand people there. Mm-mm. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I would, but we're not doing that. We're <laughs> not doing that. Keep it small and small and kind of like not well. It's, it's entirely up to you it's to be honest. Smallish, smallish. But yeah, it's yeah. not smallish at all. I don't know. Why I'm chatting nonsense. Uh oh, let's wow. move on to to to. What's the downbeat? The downbeat, yo. Um, yeah, so what's been happening? Well, I guess uh, it start on a somber, very somber, a very very somber note. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure everybody who is uh, listening and follows this podcast and follows music will British music particular. Yeah, will know that um, on 
the early hours of Sunday uh, morning, Blaine Cameron Johnson, uh, better known to uh, his fans as Cadet, the yeah. UK rapper uh, from South London, uh, cousin of Crept from Crept and Conan. Yeah. Uh, but he was also making a name in his own oh, right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for sure. He uh, passed away in a car accident. Mm. The taxi he was in on the way to a gig at Kiel University uh, was in a crash with another vehicle and he passed away at the scene. Um, I remember I woke up to a message in one of the group chats I'm in saying it and I was like, what? Rah. And I think uh, as much as his music like started to blow and get kind of mainstream, um, I have seen all of the comments from his fans or people that started to become his fans, people that knew him from before he started to blow and talk about two things. One, how good a storyteller he was and how unique um, he was as a, a rapper in the UK scene. Mm. But what just a, like a nice person he was and how tragic he was at just at the moment of his life that years of work, because there's no such thing as an overnight success. Everybody mm. who all of a sudden pops up have been doing it from back then. How his years of hard work were actually finally starting to take him to that next level. And as he's on the way to do what he loves and doing the work to get to that next level, something like this happens. So, mm. yeah, it was not, yeah, not a nice thing to really think about. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I'm still, I'm still completely shocked and rattled by it. Mm. Um, And... This is not even talking like I didn't know him like that. Mm. I think for me, I think because of how the UK scene is, especially the UK rap and grime mm. scene is so small, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, I can bump into this particular mm. artist on the street. Oh, yeah, you know, London is quite small. You can bump into them or you hear their music and you feel extremely connected to that person. So when I heard the news, I was like, what? Mm. The first thing I did, I was like, I literally put it in a sibling chat, which is with my brother and sister. And I was like to my brother, yo, cadet's dead. Like, mm. I, I was like, what? You know what I mean? You, and then you kind of think like, is this some kind of joke? Like, mm. is somebody trying to troll here? And then when it kind of like went round, like, no, it was like legit. And then um, like, I think the police kind of like announcement came out and just a lot of things. I was, just, I'm, I'm still kind of shocked because like you said, you know, he was kind he was making a name for himself and again amazing storyteller you know his career looked like it, his career was about to blow even though like he was making tracks and he was you know he was the work was there he was consistent with the work it was kind of like yeah 2019 was about to be his year he was going to perform at the wireless yeah. in the summer so he was just doing a lot for himself and we we're just like yes cadets like you know it's about time he got his shine. Do you get what I'm mm. saying? And to hear that this happens, you know, I guess for when people say life is short and da 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 da, da I know it, not to sound like the bitter Sally, I don't think sometimes people don't want to hear that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Some people just, just want to cry. Let me cry because I'm sad about this. Do you get mm. what I'm saying? We know life is short and we know that we should be able to kind of like, reach out to the people that we might have hurt or mm. whatever, whatever. We know that we should do that. But I think in that moment, 
if people want to grieve, allow them to grieve. Yeah, if that's that, very if that true. makes sense. Yeah. You know, I guess that we, you know, we try to cuddle up with like kind like kind words. Yes, that's fine. Mm. Um, I believe they also did like um a, a tribute at Hyde a Park. Tribute at yeah. Hyde Park. Yeah, they did, yeah. Um, which I saw I saw a couple of videos. Yeah, totally like impromptu as well, wasn't yeah, like planned, planned. in advance. So and just to see all his fans and mm. his family come together and it was just like it I'm glad to see that he was loved. His it says music a lot about it, exactly, yeah. absolutely. And I don't even think I've ever seen him like the guy had the biggest grin all the time. He yeah. was smiling and he had such a good energy. So, you know, again. It's, it's sad news It's horrible news And you know We can only just say our condolences to his family and friends And Most we'll just definitely. obviously continue to pray for their You know peace of mind And just for them to kind of just continue To you know Try and live his legacy Most You know definitely. what I mean So yeah man Most definitely indeed Rest in peace Yeah rest uh, in peace cadet man uh, and on, I guess this is the total other side. I mean, stuff like this uh, seems pretty trivial. Um, but the Grammys were this week. Yes. Um, I'll I'll give you my view because um, I know you listened to the last two episodes with me and Satya, and it's award season. So mm. apologies if you're like, oh my god, they're talking about awards again. But it's actually just that time of the year, guys. When it and comes it to awards, stop. we will discuss it. Yeah, and it won't stop until the biggest one of all, which is the Oscars. So, <laughs> yeah, so. award season still going, guys. Till the end, probably till sorry. end of March. So yeah, sorry, guys. exactly. Um, but for me, you know what? The same. <laughs> it's the same. My view has not changed. Uh-huh. Uh, in terms of they are nowhere near as relevant as they used to be. Absolutely. Um, I think a, a couple of things maybe have... Ch- I guess my view was they're not as relevant as they they used to be for audiences, but they're still very relevant for people within the industry. But someone came and challenged my view with their speech, didn't they? Mr. Yes. Aubrey Graham, exactly. a.k.a. Drake. Yes. Um, and he said exactly what I thought about awards anyway is listen if you've if you are in essence you're saying if you're making music and selling millions and stuff like that and your name's out there and kids are bumping you and listening to you you don't need that award i mean drake has been however you feel about him in a commercial sense anyway the number one rapper in the world for the last four or five years if not longer mm. what's a like a grammy does not change drake's significance in popular music and mm-hmm. him kind of spearheading being the face of hip-hop in the pop world in the popular music world mm-hmm. um all this stuff that's come out about cardi b congratulations to cardi winning it whether she deserves it or not people are having this whole debate now, let's and then that. switched it to the Nicki minaj thing now okay and uh, i'll tell you my personal view in it like it's all turned real messy it's turned real ugly and for me it's turned real messy and real ugly over something that is basically the industry kind of in my opinion basically giving itself a blowjob and saying who wants to be part of this like it's it's turned into something that it really really shouldn't be um Nicki Minaj hasn't got one well you know what Nas ain't got one either and I don't think there's anyone in not just hip-hop but in the music world who Mm. thinks Nas is illegitimate because he hasn't got Mm. um he hasn't ever won a Grammy Mm -hmm. um yeah it's I think sometimes we allow ourselves as fans, as consumers of art, to buy into this award hype for two or three months of the year and act like it's the most important thing. But realistically, 
for the rest of the year, we don't care. An album doesn't come out when we think, yo, this is sick. I really hope it gets nominated for a Grammy, you know? Mm. When I see a film, obviously in, in, in film it's a bit different because you know those bait Oscar season type films. But if I see a good film, Black Panther, for example, when I saw Black Panther, I didn't think, yeah, this bangs. I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar to make it look legitimate. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, and definitely for music, there's I don't care if my favorite artist wins Grammy or not. You know what I mean? Ella May won a Grammy for Booed Up. Congratulations to her. When I was bumping Booed Up in the summer, I wasn't thinking, yo, I really hope this wins a Grammy. I really hope this gets some Grammy love. I like the song. I love the song. Like most people, I rinsed it out. And yeah. But yeah, the Nicki Minaj, uh, Cardi B thing, I think it's people, there's a lot, there's a lot of things going in there. And I personally, I'm not going to go into all of them. My personal view is people getting whooped into this award thing that nobody really should care as much about as they pretend to. Because realistically, you don't care. I get it. But I also, it's, it's a difficult one because obviously... As an artist, it's great. It's great that you have your fans mm-hmm. and it's great that, you know, you're selling your millions. But amongst your peers, I guess, you know, sometimes receiving that accolade of, you know, an award mm. is an extra bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for sure. yeah, you're right. You know, we no longer care about these award ceremonies, but when they do come round, we're eager to see who's been nominated and potentially who will leave with the award. Um, and like you said, Drake said what he said, but then again, man stood up there with the award and took it home with him. So, you know, it's all well and good him saying all of that stuff. But, but what's he going to do? Chuck it in the bin? Of course not. He's not going to chuck it in exactly. the bin. And I get what he was saying, but at the end of the day, my man, you still stood on the stage and you still accepted he your still Grammy. Went, and like Jay and Beyonce. Exactly. But Jay and Beyonce were just like, do you know what? <laughs> I don't know why they didn't hadn't stopped going from a long time ago, to be fair. Because they weren't getting recognised, you know. I guess each of them had their own kind of album, which we thought, oh my God. Like, I guess, not critically acclaimed, but a fan for each piece. I, I, so I didn't I didn't listen to 4, is it 444? Um, the Jay-Z yeah, 444, one. Yeah, yeah 444, yeah. Yeah, 444. Again, I think it was nominated, didn't win I, anything. I, yeah, that was one of our favourite Jay, like, later like this current yeah, didn't win anything. Beyonce's Lemonade, again, didn't win anything. So it was just kind of like, they probably were just like, do you know what? Mind this, we don't need to go. And then all of a sudden, they now win an award for the Carters. Like, what was, the, I honestly think, what was the Grammys playing at? What were they trying to achieve by doing what they did this year round? I honestly think there was a lot, a lot of things which was, it just it just kind of made me realise how much of a popularity contest it was. It's a popularity contest and it's a political thing. So with Oscars, um, Oscars So White, everybody knows about that. Uh, last year it was Grammys So Male um, and that male artists dominated the Grammys. And this year, uh, m- more female artists have won than last year. Dua Lipa made a little dig about uh, the head of the Grammys when she won her award. Because basically the guy said, women need to step up. And she went up and said, um, tongue-in-cheek, uh, it's so great to be nominated amongst all these great women. I guess we really stepped up this year. Uh, so when you know something like that and you're seeing more women winning, 
you know, you know that it's a political decision. You know that it's a PR decision. So Absolutely. how can you then take it seriously? I, again, but the same again, thing not with, everyone... the, with the Oscars. Mm. When you see uh, Black Panther get nominated for Best Film, but we had Oscars so white a couple of years ago. Come on, let's be real. We know that those things are going to play into it. So Yeah, but then again, we're just it's, it, it, it just goes to show then how genuine... It, it, it makes me feel sad for the people that, that are getting these awards then. Are they getting it based off a, a PR stunt because they want to, but I guess, the fill is, their award, quota? Awards are a PR stunt. Like, you hear about how much people lobby uh, for awards. You get people buying people gifts in order to get awards. If it was literally about the quality of the art, you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't so want to okay, do that. So the question is, should we just be throwing away Grammys and award shows? I think just, I think the less that people care about them uh, and the less people watch them, particularly in America, I think these people care about the American viewing figures. But if their viewing figures start to tank, you will see that they yeah. will lose, they'll lose um, relevance real quick. Mm. I don't think it will happen. Uh, I don't think they'll tank enough for them to, to totally pull them, but... Mm. I'm going to be entirely honest with you. I don't... Like, it's great that LMA won. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that song was uh, was Grammy-worthy. You're not the only person to say that. Again, yeah. with Cardi B's album, couple of good tracks on there. Don't think it's mm. a solid piece of work. No, it, for it not to the win, only person to say that again. For it to win... Rap album of the year I just I, I was a little bit Kind of like When I Because the following morning I kind of looked at the winning And I was like What? Yeah I was a bit baffled by that I was just like Am I? What? I was but like, yeah let's not get into that Before the, 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 the mm. To be honest with you like, There's so much yeah, Nonsense but, about but, all of that But now to be honest with you I, I feel like You know We are a podcast Where we discuss things And mm, you know mm, These kind of things And we should absolutely Be discussing them I think just going forward you know, yeah, you are right. Maybe if we stop watching these and if we stop paying attention to this stuff, then, you know, will they disappear? Probably most likely not. And reacting but, so much on social media as well, because listen, listen. Oh, I don't even tweet anything. But but I'm, I'm talking about like just fans of, of music uh, in general. If mm. you're tweeting so much about it, listen, if it's I if I work, if I work for the Grammys, if I work like, for the yeah. uh, the the um, I think they call the Recording Academy, yeah, or whatever they call it, America. Mm-hmm. If I'm working for them, I'm thinking, I'd be like, my job yeah, is done. We've yeah. done our job because people are talking, talking about, about us, yeah, yeah, and that's what they want, exactly. But um, anyway, next awards, oh, let's just plow through this one so we can get to the topics in it. The the Brits. The Into Brits. the Spider Verse won best animated film. No, and the Baftas. The Baftas. Did I say the Brits? <laughs> yeah, you said the wow, Brits. Wow, like, what? That's how much I care about them. You can see, <laughs> man's dedicated. The Baftas. Yes, the Baftas. Yeah, so that happened also on Sun. That happened on Sunday mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah. Um, again, award season. It yeah, is yeah. what it is. British Film Academy. British something. Something. British, British Academy, Academy of Film and Television. Arts. There we go. Um, so that happened, hosted by Joanna Lumley. Um, Not gonna lie, didn't even watch it. And I me, didn't even watch it. I you just, know what? Again, you know what? The, own, the this this is how the Baftas affected my life because the Baftas on BBC One, much of the day two got pushed to BBC Two, and they changed the start time to ten a.m. instead of ten thirty. So I missed the first half hour of Match of the Day Two. I'm thinking, rah, thanks. I can't, I, I can't thanks, even feel sorry for you because I don't really care. I I felt sorry. For you. <laughs> I felt sorry for me, and then I had to catch it on iPlayer because they didn't record it on Sky Plus, and it doesn't come out until two days later. So I didn't watch Match of the Day Two, which came out on Sunday until today, which is Tuesday. 
Ah, oh, the dramas of life, eh? It is that. Hey, listen. <laughs> nah, don't play games I wait, with do me. Not, I wish I had sympathy, but I don't. Nah, 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 nah. It was long. It was very long. So um, thank you, BAFTAs, for ruining my weeks of my week. Week of, of football, watching football, a football yeah. recap. Yeah, football. I like it. So it nice. was, it's, it's a recap. With a little bit of match of the day But too, anyway, we're not going to go into football that We're not the podcast for that But yeah, the BAFTAs um, Winners There's only there's a, Into the Spider-Verse one um, So that was like one of the only ones I cared about And best uh, what's, it, what's it called? Best Outstanding um, Best British Newcomer Rising Star Best British Rising Star that's it. Uh, yeah. Was won by Letitia Wright. Letitia, Letitia Wright. That's it. Yeah. Um, slipped my mind for a second, even though I saw her not too long ago. Letitia Wright won Best British Newcomer. Very well deserved. She's been doing her thing for a, again, newcomer. She's not a newcomer, but I guess. Well, she's in new the to eyes of people. it, she is. She is fairly new in a sense that yeah, we have seen her in a few things, mm. but if we look at her film career, her film career is it's a lot not extensive. I yeah, guess. and it's a lot newer than her TV career, that's if that true. makes sense. Yeah, that's um, true. And this was the BAFTA Film Awards. Yeah. So she's a newcomer yeah. to film. So congratulations yeah. to her. Very happy for you. Um, she did a lovely little speech as well, which I was like, I was speaking to somebody today and I was like, I don't know. Some people might some people might say I'm being really kind of like naive, not naive, cheeky by calling her brave. Because mm. if you look at the film industry, a lot of people you wouldn't, and this is again, this is an assumption, and I'm probably generalizing, mm-hmm. um, but you wouldn't find that it's a religious kind of space, yeah. if that makes sense. You're not free, like it's like you're ins- not insulted, but you're laughed at if you believe in God, or it's not laughed at, but you're not. I know that. I know people. You I know, know that. I know fight. people are like us. I worked in in directly. In the arts uh, for a bit And yeah, that was very much it mm. And from knowing people And I say that's very much a thing in the UK I'm sure in America it's a thing it's as completely well di- Yeah, but, but it's different It's a different, but I feel like people, the energy uh, here it, there's, 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 more, uh, there's more of a market For things with a religious yeah. Sway in the UK in, yeah. in, in the US And know? I found it That she was extremely Kind of like Not I guess brave Brave I don't like to use That word brave Yeah Because it's not brave Um, But I really Like I found it Super courageous That she was able to Kind of share She used that space To basically share Her testimony mm-hmm. And kind of be like You know I was at a space Where I was super depressed And I was I gave up acting You know I was like I don't want to do this anymore and she kind of just left people with a word of encouragement and just kind of like trusting God and, you know, because God did it for me. Yeah. And I was just like, yes, girl. Like, you know, that's what people might not realise. People might have been watching her and thinking they need. They didn't realise they needed something like that. Mm. And it wasn't too like, oh, yeah, in Second Corinthians, duh, 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 yeah. duh, the Bible says she just kind of used her own experience and just talked about it and just kind of said, this is the word of courage that I want to leave mm. you with. I say with. for sure from the interviews I've seen uh, her give. She's, she's always been like that. She's yeah, she's a someone who's just very true to herself. Yeah, absolutely. And hasn't turned into this kind of PR, uh, yeah, PR answers to anything. Yeah, she's someone who's very very true to herself. Yeah, very true to. I'm guessing how she's been raised and mm-hmm. yeah, she is a credit to herself more than anything by just being someone who's clearly very genuine. Yeah, and another thing, ah. Uh, the the favorite took quite a few um, awards away. Yeah, not seen it. I haven't seen it either, and I've heard it's quite good. 
I, I need yeah, to go and see. I've it. heard it's quite good. But I'll, I'll be honest, personally, it's not high on my list of the next films to see. Yeah. Green Street and they've built Green Book. Green. Wow, what's happening with me and I names? Know, what is happening? Boy, it's I like am, we swapped. Wow. We swapped today. Wow. I need a nap, <laughs> mate. Green Book. Yes. And if Bill Street could talk, are definitely my next two films to see. see. Apparently, apparently, Green Book is quite pro- not problematic, but people were a bit unsure. It's kind of like a a typical, you know. Okay, so I've okay. I'll, I'll, this is mm-hmm. <coughs> everybody seemingly has made their mind up about Green Book. Great. I have not because I've not seen the film. Um, I've seen the trailer, and I'd seen tweets about it, which were essentially. It's a film about racism that focuses on the racist. Okay. I saw the trailer. I was like, that was not what I got from that. Okay. But cool. Maybe you've seen it on some next stream that I don't know about. Yeah. But me, I'm going to go see the film because I wanted to see the film anyway. Uh, I saw the trailer um, when I went to see another film. I was like, yeah, I still want to see this film because actually it is a dynamic that i didn't expect it to be because i didn't really know nothing about the story mm. um have you seen a trailer of it i know i'm not gonna lie to you i've, I've not seen any film trailers yeah you've or been, anything because you've been making a film oh, so no. the interesting thing for me was basically mahashila ali's character is a musician but he's like i, I feel like he was he's like a classical slash jazz pianist okay. or something like that um, placed to like typically white audiences, segregated, and the white character is his driver mm-hmm. who drives him through all these segregated places. But their interaction is that he is not what he expects like a typical black man to be. In one scene, he's like, I don't even eat fried chicken. Um, he's very like worldly and like almost posh, basically. What, the Which, white guy? No, the black guy. Mahashila Ali's character is like basically almost posh. Ugh. And he's the... Um, White guy's boss So it's like Either white guy's meant to be like All working class and stuff It's got It, it had a dynamic that I Didn't expect Because mm. It was Yeah I yeah. mean I saw it I was interested in it And I'm still gonna go see it Okay Well that's a fair That's a fair reason you um, know. The, just, the internet's made up It's mine That's great yeah, Good for you guys you, I like, think I think it's not it's not one of those films that I'm rushing to go and see. Mm. I think a lot of films that were kind of like have been the buzz of like the Gram, not the Grammys, sorry, the Oscars. BAFTAs, the Oscars. Yeah. I don't think I've been like, ooh. I, I, however, I do want to see if, if, is it if Bill? If Bill Street could talk. Yeah, I do want to see that because I just feel like it's just like a homely film. It looks, I'll tell you what, it looks, uh, again, trailer the trailer and the adverts for that. Look beautiful Like it looks like A very beautifully shot film And Barry Jenkins Jenkins Is amazingly known For doing that You know He makes very Yeah his films are very very Again he's one of my Inspirations Yeah the cinema It looks like it's going to have The quality cinematography That you got from um, Moonlight Moonlight And also the scoring The quality scoring That you got from Moonlight He's someone who's like A cinematic artist I think it's fair to say um, but in terms of like plot and storyline, I do not have a Scooby Bloody do what that is about. Who's Bill Sheet? Why is it talking? Why do I care? If Isn't it, it like a James Golding? Who's the no? Who's the writer? If the, if if there's a prior story that people are aware of, that's great. Me, I'm not aware of it, and um, still want to see the film though. Still definitely going to see the film. Um, hopefully, in the next couple of episodes, I'd have seen the film and be able to talk about it. Yeah, theater. What's going on there? Oh, 
So I had the pleasure of going to see this play mm-hmm. just, um, I want to say last year, mm-hmm. and but wasn't able to review it. Oh, Sweat. Yes. So obviously Sweat um, was playing at the Donmar. It was directed by the now artistic director Lynette of the Bush, Lynette Linton. Um, and they actually extended it, extended the show to I think the 7th of Feb because I think it was only doing like a four week run and they extended it for a couple more weeks. It will now be going to the West End. Um, so I believe, bear with me one second, let me double check. Where is it going to? So it's going to the West End and it's going to be running at the Gil... Is it the Gil... Gilgood Theatre? I think that's how I say it, yeah. Yes, I did try a little bit. From the 7th of June and it will run to the 20th of July, my birthday. Um, So for those... So according to um, the stage, further casting for the transfer is is still to be announced... Um, sweat will be it will be produced by the West End in the West End by Mark um, Rubenstein, Galvin Cowling, um, Kaylin, Joe Baker, James Quaif, Mackay Frank, and David McNeely. Um, so yeah, so it's coming to the West End. So I definitely think if you didn't get the opportunity to see it at the Donmar Warehouse, it's definitely a piece of theatre you should. Um, get a ticket for i thoroughly enjoyed it i i I loved that it was a play about the people in 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 what sense i never saw it um so it's about a people in a small town in america i can't remember the town itself a small a small town in the state in america um who work in the factories and eventually kind of like the big guys who make the decisions start to put machines in Okay. Who can do the work for the people So it's just literally mm. Kind of telling the story of these individuals That have been affected by this And then also kind of like The rippling effect for family members And stuff like that well, Actually that sounds um, interesting So yeah sounds it's quite, literally a play About the working class individual And how certain decisions That I guess The people at the top decide to make how it affects them Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and it was just good to see kind of like a piece of theatre basically the bourgeoisie versus the proletariat yeah for Um, historians out there so i really really enjoyed it it was really really well directed and again equally amazingly performed by every every single member of the cast um so i don't know if they i it didn't mention anybody from the original cast going to the West End, but either way, you're going to get a solid piece of your money. So, do once tickets are available to book, make sure you get your tickets. Snap to... them up. Yep, absolutely. And it's a, it's becoming a bit of a trend, isn't it? Uh, black stuff uh, that's the smaller theaters getting transferred or coming back to the big theaters out there. Yeah. Really. So, which is a good thing. I'm really like. You know, I'm I'm glad a lot of things are getting transferred to the West End, but I just feel like they should have been in the West. Why End didn't you the give them the chance in the first place? Absolutely. Listen, listen. We can have this whole. Com- yeah, that's, that's a whole, a whole topic com- in and of itself. Yeah, and um, we've, I feel like we've had that quite a few times, but yeah, you know, yeah, here yeah, we are. Yeah, here we are, still still in the same place. But, but moving you know, on to our much to do about something, what have we got that we want to talk to so, the people so, about? So so. Hmm. I've already given away my opinion by going, hmm, haven't I? So Netflix 
uh, everybody's favorite, the world's favorite uh, video on demand streaming service, uh, is now moving into theater productions. So they are going to basically be filming theater shows and put them to be able to be viewed like, you know, like on lewd view, anything else on Netflix. I'm not going to lie, we predicted this. Yeah. Me and Stephen were talking about this in a previous episode, maybe about the beginning of last year. And we were talking about potentially, because I think there was an announcement of like certain TV networks taking Mm. over podcasts and stuff. And then we went on to divulge and talk about Netflix potentially doing theatre. And now here we go. Look, I think Netflix listened to us. This is a thing. They thought, yeah, you know what? They, 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 let's listen to artistic state of mind. Let's see what they have to say. Oh, yeah. they mentioned us. Ah, what an idea. But anyway, sorry, I divulge. Not a problem. Um, so the first uh the first play that's going to be filmed and streamed on Netflix is called American Sun. So I think they've made a very, very interesting choice here. So I'm gonna tell you what it's about. It's a new play. Uh, that played in the uh, in the it's a new play that played on Broadway, mm. starring uh, Kerry Washington and people who are not Kerry Washington. Yeah, um, and it's a play about uh, so basically Kerry Washington is in an interracial relationship, and their son gets uh, done for it on a traffic stop at the middle of the night. Uh, so it starts at four fifteen a.m. and it plays like in real time. And basically, uh, the Kerry and her husband's character argue essentially about um, how the son should have approached this. And essentially, they come to represent black and white America arguing about race because he's a mixed race boy who, in essence, in the eyes of the police, in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of the people of America, uh, is a black, black boy, yeah, yep. and I think it, it, even he mentioned that he's like six foot two. Uh, he's called Jamal. Um, yeah, it's it's a play about essentially modern America and the name American Sun. You know, it's very, it's it's a very thinly veiled take on race relations in America and with the state of uh, the police and. African-American people's relationship. It's very timely. This is what I'm trying to say. It's very timely for Netflix uh, to pick this as their first play and not something uh, more classic, I guess, more classical. I don't think they would ever do a classic. I don't think they ever would as well. And this is where I I, I looked at it because I'll be honest with you, my first thought was come off it. But my second thought was, I reckon, yeah, that they're probably going to do something that's, uh, diverse. I'm not gonna lie. I thought they're definitely not gonna do something for all white cast, and they didn't. And then I thought they're probably gonna do something that touches on an issue that I said it's either gonna be uh, LGBT or race focused, maybe both. Um, but I thought definitely one of the two. I didn't think both really. So I thought it was gonna be LGBT or race focused, race focused for sure. Um, <coughs> so yeah, I think. My first thing was, yeah, Netflix doing theater is they are going to push forward theater that relates to topics that people are talking about, basically. Topics Mm. that people care about Mm -hmm. um, and it's probably going to push new stuff and it's going to let people know that actually going to the theater doesn't mean going to see people sing and dance about stories from 
a time gone by. It's not this thing that's divorced from what's happening in the real world. Actually, theatre is one of the spaces that does and always has talked about modern topics and actually what's happening in the modern world and maybe tackles issues like race or the nervy issues that touch a nerve. Theatre mm. maybe is a bit braver in, in doing that than other forms. Not on the West End, definitely not, usually, or Broadway. But when you go to smaller theatres, theatre definitely touches that stuff a lot. So I thought maybe this is somewhere where, you know, Netflix will actually shine in showing uh, what theatre can actually do and what theatre can be about. And I thought to myself, but why are Netflix doing this, though? Let's be real. They've got this thing where they want... Netflix, I feel... I personally feel like this is just another move for them to get more content out there. A play is something it's already done. I'm, I'm pretty sure the production costs will be way lower uh, to get a star like Kerry uh, Washington onto a Netflix show for potentially very low production uh, costs on their side. It's great for them. And yeah, it's just more content for them to have on their platform. Um, so I, I'm not really buying. That's quite it's interesting. A, it, it, so I have a few questions. Mm-hmm. Is Netflix planning? Mm, again, you're not the Netflix connoisseur, so you wouldn't probably know the answers. But it'll be quite interesting to know whether Netflix just plan to do like a, an NT Live kind of thing. Because you know NT Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing that I thought of as well, NT Live, yeah. Or are they planning to basically buy the rights of this particular play and then make it into, then kind of make it into a screen kind of play? No, no, no. From what I gather, it's more of an NT Live type of thing. But where they'll be different from NT Live is NT Live, like the, the, the more culture, the more not culturally, the more zeitgeisty stuff that actually they show at the National Theatre. Let's say Barbershop Chronicles, right? That's something that is like, I guess, more in the times that we're in. Mm -hmm. That's not the kind of stuff that they put on NT Live. Yeah. They'll put like Amadeus and them thing there. Yeah. Um, Which is where I already knew that Netflix are going to be different because to be the kind of person who's going to watch some of the stuff that they put on NT Live, you got to be some serious theatre person hmm. in the first place who for some reason can't get to the theater that day to watch what you want to watch whereas mm-hmm. yeah I, I think netflix are gonna put on stuff that people really who aren't theater people would want to see and i find it interesting um on the stage had a little poll you know one of them online polls there that they have yeah um saying whether people uh thought it's a good move or not and for for me, it was good to see what people on the stage thought because these are like hardcore, theater. died in the wall. These are theatre people, do you know yeah. what I mean? This isn't your run in the middle. And overwhelming, overwhelmingly, like 80% plus said, yeah, they think it's a good move. But I think people are going to say it's a good move because it expands theatre. It spreads our art. More people can see what a great art form this is. As much as I want to say I agree with you because I love theatre, I genuinely do love theatre, one of the reasons I love theatre is it is a live experience. Mm-hmm. And no no NT Live, no Netflix, put it on BBC Bloody One on a Saturday night time Whatever slot. Ever give you that experience. Ever give you that experience of being there in the same room as a, an actor or actors busting their ass for, I, I, for you. And... I completely, I in that retrospect, I kind of, I agree, mm. you know, because obviously 
like you said, being a theatre lover, enjoying theatre and mm. actually experiencing, you know, being able to see the spit come out of an actor's mouth when they're yes, really going exactly for it, it, you know, is an amazing, to be in that space is absolutely amazing. And to feel those emotions is very, very different to potentially watching it um, like I do an NT Live or a mm. Netflix kind of American Sun kind of thing. However, if this is a a thing that will kind of perpetuate i guess theater like this could be a starting block for people who don't necessarily kind of know about theater and kind of not afraid but Mm. i just kind of like hmm, i'm not sure if i actually want to physically go and see it but if there's a space for them to kind of watch it and kind of be like actually this at some point was on theater i might want to see something else on the stage here's my question is it though is it though so I'll give an example, right? My mum is not a theatre person at all. Yeah. Uh, I've gone to see Lion King with her. She's seen another, a few big West End, West End shows. Mm-hmm. And what else did she see? The Convert, the original one at the mm-hmm. game. Uh, she went and saw. But she ain't going to be randomly seeing plays. If she wants to go see plays, it'll be like big West End stuff like Motown Your musicals, or yeah. Tina Turner and stuff yeah. like that. I feel like sometimes we forget that like... There are these events uh, or these, yeah, these things that become events, like mm. Hamilton, for example, that people are going to fall over themselves to get tickets for. Doesn't mean they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? I've got to check out something at the bunker. I've got to check out something at the bush. Or yeah, mm. I've got to check out this real, this real cool little play that's running for a week at Donmar Warehouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just picking these my smaller theatres. Or some of them not even that small. Go to the national. This is, seems interesting. That for me is not what grabs people into the experience of theatre. Um, something like the Black Theatre Ticket Project, for example, for me does more to grab people into theatre because you're putting them in that situation in in that environment, basically. Mm-hmm. Something like this, I feel, is just something that's good for Netflix in terms of me thinking about theatre as an art form and theatres as an industry. Imagine watching American Sun and thinking, yeah, I'd love to see that live. Looking for tickets in London and finding out it's not even been transferred here yet. Like, And that's another thing as well that I also is think... Does that, that make you going to feel like, oh, yeah, you know what? I saw American Live, American Sun on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. This city thing is real cool. Let me go see... Sweat. That we just spoke about. And that's the thing, is it going to make people do that? I don't think so. You, realistically, well, I, I don't I think, think so I, at all. I think... I think uh, to a certain extent, we, we don't know, you know. It might... Uh, if, Hamilton ain't got, if Hamilton ain't doing that, then I don't see how... Well, on, then you've, got, you've also got to realise Hamilton tickets are ridiculously expensive. That's, yeah, that's the difference. I'm no, sure people actually, would want to... Well, well, you're saying that, but in the, in the, in the UK, they weren't crazy. Like, I spent 37 quid each and how And how did you go about getting your tickets? How did I go about getting my ticket? Not to say that you did it in an illegal way. No, 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 no. You you, you couldn't get them illegally. They made sure you couldn't. Man man was on the internet the day they came out doing all kinds of madnesses. Refresh here, refresh there and all of that. Exactly, and I guess a lot of people 
might not have I guess people that are not really into the theatre Might not have mm. the patience for that Do you get what I'm saying? When, you know, if they're going to the cinema Something is so easily accessible yeah, You can buy yeah. tickets just very simple You know that the tickets are going to be available mm. You'll do that I think with the theatre as well Sometimes even me as a theatre person I get so bloody impatient mm. You know, I can't find like tickets for the right seat What? What do you mean? Mm. This amount? Or oh, these are different amounts? What? What? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah Do you get what I'm saying? So any regular person that are costing a Exactly, and then you're like, hey, hey as a regular high. person, as a regular non theatre goer, you're mm. kind of like, well, this has taken the fun out of the sport. You know, mm. I'm having to bend bend my back to kind of, you know, try and just get the tickets. I'm not, I haven't even arrived at the destination mm. yet, but trying to get the tickets. So I think, I honestly think, I I guess is the uh, optimistic, you know, energy in me, mm. hoping that this will kind of like. Be a stepping stool For potentially people Going to the theatre Because if you kind of Think about it Like for example The American Sun Was only in the Broadway mm. Us across this pond mm. Would never have got to see that So to have that on Netflix For us to see it You know It's kind of like Oh yeah We didn't get to see it In the Broadway We get mm. to see it Yeah no that, That's that's okay Here's what I'm I'm getting at I'm hearing what you're saying But I think I guess the thing I'm getting at Is yeah I'll be real with you I'm gonna watch it I'm mm. going to watch it, see how it goes. I'm going to watch it uh, out of curiosity. I'm going to watch it because uh, the, 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 the concept of the play sounds all right. It sounds a bit like basic to me personally. Like, yeah, very, th- like I said, very thinly veiled. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very uh, allegory for me. But I watch it out of that curiosity. But if I wasn't a theatre lover already, would that then make me want to go to see something in London? Whereas uh, projects like, and I'm, I'm, I'm just picking this because it's the only one that I know of or comes to my head directly, but like the Black uh, Ticket Project, I think it's called, which gets people physically going out to the theatre. I think that just does a lot more because you are witnessing that experience of seeing something in the theatre. Like you said, seeing the actors there directly mm. doing their thing. I think, personally, I think something like American Sun being on Netflix just makes people want to see American Sun or have this idea that every time you step into the theatre, you're going to see some actor that you recognise and that. Like, the fact that it's got, yeah, this this, this highly recognised, I think she's Oscar nominated, is she? Uh, she's on a huge TV show. Who? Uh, Kerry Washington. Oh yeah, yeah. She was on a huge TV show. Uh, was on a huge TV yeah. show. Whatever. Very, very recognizable. Mm-hmm. That then gives this. Yes, you can go and see recognizable actors mm-hmm. uh, in the theater, but most of the time you're probably not going to, and you're still going to see amazing stuff by someone who's doing their first thing, or the last thing they did was they were in the chorus of some big Western show uh, in a no-named part mm-hmm. or something like that. That is, you know, realistically what more time is going to be or someone you're like oh where they're not in the bill that one episode or something like that mm. do you know what i mean not like i'm trying to it sounds like i'm trying to take shots at like actors i'm really not mm. but i'm saying that it's beautiful to have that experience i'm scared that it's going to send uh this from what i'm I'm just talking about what they've selected the one thing they've selected so, so- it's going to send this message of of one small segment 
of, of, of theatre, which quite frankly is already well served. Broadway, the West End, people are clamouring for tickets to see those shows anyway because they have the name of being Broadway in the West End because you can see big stars on stage and all that kind of stuff. Whereas the theatre that maybe me and you like and talk about, I don't really think it does anything for that. I think as well, then this is... Which is what I care about. Because me, I love theatre, not because of stuff on the West End. I love theatre because of stuff in smaller theatres where it's a risk, it's a chance that I'm personally taking on something I don't know about. And they can talk to me about things that are actually in and around my life or in and around the lives of people I actually know. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I also think that maybe this is an opportunity where theatres now, rather than kind of just stick to their own or stick to kind of their bubble, maybe collaborate or do a co-pro with the likes of Netflix. And then what will then happen is that, you know, Netflix can suggest shows that people like theatre shows that people can go and see. It could, that could be an idea So ne- Netflix, Netflix suggests ideas for you to not be watching Netflix. That makes no sense to their business model, which you have yeah, to Yeah, but then let's be honest. They want to keep you on there. I, I, like, absolutely, like, yeah, like, you're right. You see all the little things, all the little tricks that they do. Oh, skip the um, opening credits. Watch the show. If you're watching a, a series on Netflix, it automatically assumes you're going to watch the next episode. I it's get designed that. I, in a way I, I to keep you on Netflix. I absolutely, So I there's no way they're going to be telling you. I completely you, oh, understand yeah, that. You saw some theatre, go out now and spend time not on Netflix. Yeah, but then if, and this is this is a deal that potentially a theatre company can do mm. with Netflix. You know, it's a co-production. So in itself, it's that, okay, Netflix has the right to their play, mm. but then Netflix also has to let people know that this is potentially a show that you can go and see. I can't that, see them doing that. Mm, well, you never, you, you never know, model. because I think it's at the, at the same time, it doesn't, it, yeah, fair enough, it doesn't make sense. It but, doesn't at all. And they've already shown you, they show you right now that they want you to be addicted to it. They want you, they want to do everything they can to keep you on Netflix. Mm. They want to suck you in. They want you to binge. They bring out everything so you don't have to wait for it. They they cut off the annoying bits. You press a little button or you click this and you're straight on I to think watching. You'll be, I, I think you'll be surprised. Uh, uh, you know what? I think you'll be very, very surprised. Capitalism very rarely surprises me, but I, I, think in this I would case, love to be surprised. Yeah, I think in this particular case, I think it might be a little bit different. Mm. I think if... if if the theatre want to kind of get into a place where mm. potentially they might, you know, I'm not to say that this is the only form of kind of getting new new audience members or whatever, mm. but if they want to kind of benefit from this, it might be worth them collaborating with people like Netflix and your Amazon Prime and your whatever, because I'm like you said, like these platforms are what is what is taking over. You know, people people want the dear and the now people they want do. it they do. do you get what i'm saying and it, it, it goes to show that it's a billion what is it like a bit like i don't know how much they churn but they churn a lot of money and even like regular broadcasters are scared of what netflix are doing oh, for or have sure. done or for are sure. going to do so you know this now that they are doing this potentially mm. this this is this is i'm sure Theatres are like, oh no no no, it's, it's, we're fine, because mm. that's exactly what broadcasters said. No 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 no, we're they're fine. not gonna last. And now everyone's shitting their pants. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? And I I guess if there is somebody 
within the theatre scene, within these theatre companies, that com- has realised that actually we need to also use it as an opportunity exactly. rather than a threat. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're on the same page. Mm, do you get what I'm yeah. saying? So that's what I'm. I'm. I'm looking at it more of a business kind of thing. Yeah. For them. And you're right. I mean, when it comes to on-demand services, particularly Netflix, you're not going to win. Mm. By either ignoring them or trying to take them on, I Absolutely. think you're better. You're better off working with them. Working with and them. I'll be real. You know what? I'm I am quite a, a traditional person anyway. Yeah. So I think when I talk about all of my like uh, uh, trepidation and 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 negativity, it does come very much from that place. Like mm. I, I think in this in this world where we and including me, you know, we have so much screen time, and and you know we are beholden to our devices. It's nice to get out and spend 20 quid on something, you know, at your local theatre or somewhere in London that isn't isn't the West End. Um, But look, it's the first thing that they're going to do. If it doesn't bomb, which I hope it doesn't, at the end of the day, I still love theatre. I hope, I hope, I hope one, it can get some people that don't like or love theatre to go and watch something. Mm. But two, I hope it doesn't just push that upper echelon of of West End stuff where, you know, producers make millions and millions of pounds. People that work for the theatres are overworked and underpaid, in my personal opinion. Um, And I can say that having worked in that environment and worked with people in that environment. Um, It's a highly stressful environment. I just just don't want those people... um, be the only people that benefit, if that makes any sense. I don't want them and Netflix's executives to be the only people that benefit from this move. Um, so yeah, I want people to go see. I'm sounding like a bit of a douche, but I want people to go see real theatre. And you and know, that's the thing that not that every would... day, not every day, big show with the yeah. Hollywood superstar. Really. Yeah, but let's be honest. Like even even when people go see theatre shows, some of them you'll be like. The first ones they're picking are the ones with the big superstars in them. Yeah, no, of course, yeah, because so you know, name sell, name sell, and I've done it before. You know, I saw something with John Boyega because John Boyega was in it. I, I oh, really was that the was one? Not... The, the was Vo- voice acting. Yeah, apparently that was not good. <sighs> it was interesting. Hmm. Well, his what? acting was good. The story was. Yeah. I, I. Who was it written by? I can't remember. Oh, it's an old ass play. Like oh, yeah. it's an old ass Russian play that was adapted. Uh, it's not some modern thing Yeah the old Vic is not really my Let me tell you what You wouldn't like it I'll tell you this for free Yeah my sister went to see it I don't think she liked it No I, I didn't dislike it But pff, Didn't make any of my lists of, of of stuff But yeah America Netflix Are in the theatre business now uh, We'll see where it takes them it. We'll see where it takes mm-hmm. them And we'll see whether They'll probably buy other... A chain of Broadway and Western theatres Netflix has taken over the world uh, and we'll see whether other on-demand service will follow suit, like you know, Prime, <laughs> like Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm trying to stay relevant. Good luck to them, boy. Amazon Prime, actually, I feel like Amazon Primes—they're not great for their original content. But you can you can catch their films, catch some decent films on there. Yeah, they have the films cut like because obviously a lot of um like you know Disney's taking all their films off of Netflix now. Yeah, because they're gonna start their yeah, own on-demand their, service. Yeah, exactly, and quite a few people like. You know the whole debate about friends now. NBC's asking for a hundred mil. Oh, see, friends. so friends could just come off after I it think, just came on. Yeah, no, because they had a deal and the deal expires, I think, in March. Oh, same, same, same. Um, so the deal is they, I think they originally bought it to kind of like hire it 
Mm. Till I think March for 30 million. Yeah. And now NBC obviously naturally come back for more money. Come back and said, no, we want 100 mil. Well, I guess no one told them life was going to be this way. Well. Do you get it? Yeah, I did. Do you get it? It, it landed flat. Oh my God. I'm actually so proud of myself. It landed very flat. I am so whatever, proud of myself. But whatever. Anyway. The listeners will appreciate. Anyway, moving on quickly mm-hmm. before we wrap up the show. Yeah. Can I uh, read my Superhero review? Oh yeah. Before we go into that, mm-hmm. um, I do Opportunities Corner. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Opportunities Corner is basically like any opportunities that come up. Writing, get involved writing acting whatever and so i've got two writing opportunities which um if you are a writer and you have a piece of work that you want to share but you know you don't want to share it on a public space but there's there's loads of competition so the first one is little pieces of gold it's showcased for new writing so it's an open call for like short plays on a tropical theme so um the deadline for this um particular um, showcase is the 17th of December So Little Piece of Gold Is staging another new writing night On the 28th of April 2019 At the Southwark Playhouse Eight plays will be selected And then cast and rehearsed By the Little Pieces of Gold Directing team Plays should address Some highly topical In the news themes That really keep you awake at night For example Global warming Brexit Far right Populist movements, fake news, social media addiction, hashtag MeToo movement, the rise of loneliness, housing shortage, or human human slash animal rights. Um, so the guidelines for this particular um, competition is that it's four characters minimum, limited, um, no extracts from a full length of play or no film slash TV screenplay. UK playwrights only So if you're outside of the UK You cannot apply for this I'm sorry guys um, And you'll have to confirm That you are a UK resident If you email them The play needs to be 10 minutes um, Running time And you don't need a CV They're just interested in your play um, And have produced a lot of first plays for, um, for a lot of writers So it's just kind of pretty much They want your work they want, they want you, but they want your work. Um, like I said, the deadline is the 17th of March. So you still got quite a fair bit of time. Mm-hmm. And it's a 10-minute piece. I know sometimes people are like, 10 minutes, that's a lot. But when you come to realize it, if you have a good piece and you're like, you're, you're typing away, next thing you know, you have 10 pages. And you're like, wow. Well, I'm guessing 10 pages. I say 10 pages because one minute is per page, per se. Um, so... If you are interested and want to apply, um, send your pieces to littlepiecesof at btinternet.com. So that's littlepiecesof at btinternet.com. Or if you want more information, then go over to Little Pieces of Gold website where you can find more info. Second one is the Bruntwood Prize for Playwrights. Um, So this is a... A yearly um, prize for playwrights, which is open for entries until the 5th of June 2019. The prize is in partnership between the Royal Exchange Theatre in Manchester and the company and the property company um, Bruntwood. The prize is an opportunity for writers of any background and experience to enter un unperformed plays to be judged by a panel of industry experts for a chance to win part of the prize fund totaling of £40,000. It's a lot of money. Um, so 
It's basically open to any anyone and everyone. So you can enter. It's entirely anonymous and the scripts are judged purely on the basis of the work alone and with no knowledge or identity of the playwright. Um, it was in... Uh, what am I saying? What am I saying? Da, 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 da. So for 2019, they intend to make the following awards. So obviously the Bruntwood Prize for Playlist. Um, playwriting, the first prize is of £16,000. A judge, a judge's award of eight thousand pounds, and an original new voice award of eight thousand pounds as well, and um, available available to playwrights who who have not had a full length play professionally produced for twelve performances or more in a professional venue. Um, and then finally, an international prize award of £8,000, which is um, open to international playwrights invited to anonymously... Anonymously. Thank you. Anonymously um, apply via their named international partner. So the list is endless. Anyway, to find out more full details of kind of like the prize, just head over to the Bruntwood the Bruntwood Prize website, which um, includes the reading process, the key dates, and the guidelines in the um, questions and um, um, questions and stuff. Again, the deadline is the fifth of June, twenty nineteen, at six pm. So you've still got quite a bit to kind of put a play together, write whatever, and all that stuff. Anyway, yeah, good luck to on. everyone who gets involved. That's no, yes. important stuff. Yeah, very important stuff. Soundwave time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You're going to so, kick it off. Yes, I'm going to kick it off with a review of a play I saw last week, I think it was. Yes. At the Royal Court Superho. It is the uh, debut play uh, written and performed by Nicole Leckie. Uh, it's a one-woman show. Uh, so I'll give you a bit of the story. Uh, she plays uh, Sarah Clayton, who is a mixed-race 24-year-old girl from uh, East London who lives with her mom, stepdad, and half-sister who are all white. She wants to be a singer slash rapper. Um, some shit goes down in her life. And uh, yeah, I think giving away anything more about the plot will spoil it. What I got from the play, it was hilarious. Like three quarters of the play are absolutely hilarious. Um, it does have a very, very serious tonal shift in the last act. But it's very, very well handled. It's... Um, it's funny, but never, um, there's always kernels of seriousness in, in the humor. Mm. The humor isn't there to just, it's, it's never uh, goofy or satirical, despite there being very goofy um, and almost stereotypical aspects to the character. She's like, uh, almost like a, a typical, like, Cockney lass, like beer. she's a ladette. This is what I called her in my review. I said she's like a, a typical beer drinking, weed smoking, swearing, f bomb dropping ladette. And a character like that is very easy to play as like a parody. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's a type of character that sketch comedians will pick up, and there'll be a parody, and you think of them as a, in like one or two catchphrases, one or two things that they repeatedly say um, throughout the play, like. This character drops the, the F-bombs like nobody's business. But you never think of her as just that. You always still see her, even when she's 
in the midst of her jokes, there's enough seriousness in there for you to see her as a fully fleshed out human being mm. who has emotions. You start to see, oh, is is this maybe like a coping mechanism through the shitness of life and stuff like that? Yeah. So yeah, um, and music is incorporated in the show as well because she's like a singer slash rapper wannabe. Um, and again, the music is just the songs are all but one of the songs are hilarious and satirical, but. It's like, it's, you start to listen, you think, oh yeah, this is just a funny song. But as it goes on, you're like, this isn't all just about being funny. So I really liked it. Um, really genuinely recommend uh, going to see it. The story's written excellently. Um, it tackles issues that are actually very, very prevalent. And they're things that all of us know about, but very few of us like talk about and are, are willing to address because it talks about like seedy parts of society basically Mm. um it makes some very very good commentary on social media without being preachy and without being like millennials put down your phone it's all fake it still talks about in a way that isn't yeah that Mm. type of uh preachy with other plays that i've seen uh, have i've I've tried to do that and it's gone into that territory Mm. of just all social media bad or millennials, so they only talk through social media and stuff like that. So very well written, very well handled, very well acted. Super Ho uh, is playing until, I believe it's the 7th of March. Uh, okay. At the Royal Court Theatre. No, I, yes, I think so. Um, but yeah, go and see it if you can. Um, I highly recommend it. Great. And what show. are your stars? Give us your star ratings. Stars. Okay. I don't. I don't usually do star ratings. Oh. If I was to give a star rating, oh, easy four. It would be an easy four star. Um, and yeah, if you want to read my full review, you can. Um, it's on my Twitter, which I'll give you at the end of the show, and it's also on our Twitter. Post it mm. on our Twitter as well. Are we kidding? When this comes out, so yeah, you can see the full review. Definitely see it. Definitely worth um, worth your time and your money. You won't regret it. Wicked. I've been wanting to see that show actually because when they announced it, I was like, "This one looks." You spoke like it about was... it on the play, yeah, on the play. Oh my god, what is happening to me? <laughs> you spoke about it on the pod, yeah. Yes, as one of those. Yeah. ones. and I, I know if you see. weren't, if you weren't deep down in, uh, I would have gone to see in, it. In, I will. I, I probably will probably go and see it if it's still the seventh of March. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it might be way earlier than that now. So I'm actually going to check it. Yeah, be and to be honest with you, like I commend any writer, any performer that could do a one woman show because. Mm-hmm. I'm currently writing a one-woman show And it's one of those things where You know I'm enjoying the process But I can imagine You know If you're trying to be Funny But at the same time Still have subjects that Are kind of poignant to What you're trying to Get the audience to really understand It's difficult because because you don't want them to just see something as a serious case or something that as a subject matter that you're, you know, you're trying to address and there's just hilarious encounters of it, I think. Yeah, so I'm learning. That's It's a learning experience and I commend any writer that can do it. Yeah, and that's the big reason for my full stars. Correction on the day, mm-hmm. it's actually on the 16th. So when this comes out, if you listen to this after Saturday, it's done. Tickets are sold out, but I know you can, with the court, you can always get tickets. 16th of Feb? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god, it wasn't even on for that long. It, and oh, come listen, on. This goes. This goes back to what we said earlier in the in, in, in the cast. Just giving these little opportunities. Come on, royal court. This Do little, better. This little opportunity, and it's, it's actually at the the small. You know, the Gerald Theatre, the smaller one upstairs. Oh, it's upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. When this comes back, which I'm pretty sure it will, it's yep. going to be in the biggest space, and it's going to run for longer. Mm. Um. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those ones that has been co-produced by Talawa. Talawa. Talawa are just doing. Talawa are doing. Can things. I get through uh, the um, sound wave? Quickly? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, Long yeah. Your time. Sorry. Time, sorry. Time, 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 time is against us. Let's um, do this. Music. Adia Tracy. Uh, he is one of my favorite uh, UK MCs. Dropped an album. Mad disappointed. It was all over the place. Oh wow. All over the place. He's got a, a, a very grimy sound when he's doing his best work, and this. Uh, like it tried to do um a bit afro swing, you know. Still bangles the producer. Oh. He produced one track there. I'm thinking still bangles. AJ Chase. I don't know about that. Uh, he tried to do some of this um almost like American style, like the uh American style hip hop. It just oh. he had one track which are which was like UK garage influenced, which I like initially. Like, and then I realized that this is very lyrically weak for him. He had very little of what I like about AJ Tracy. He had very little direction to it. And I really wanted to like it because I really do like him. But, oh, God, no, this was not the one. Um, and film, a couple of... Oh, so, uh, you've probably seen the Aladdin, quote-unquote, live action with Will Smith as a genie. I'm just not about this trend of... He's blue. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about this trend of taking cartoons and making them live action. Because to be honest with you, that's the only next thing that Disney could potentially do with their no, old make things. new stories, make new stories. There's no um, more new stories because there's. The, let's actually think about well, it. Like, we'll, actually, this is another subject for another that's day. That's another continue. subject for yeah, another day. Go on. Sorry. Uh, two trailers that I saw um, this week that I actually do. I think one of them was if Bill Street could talk. So we've already spoken about that anyway. Um, the Sun is what's it called now? Because I should have written this down. The Sun is also a star. That's it. Uh, I saw the trailer for that. So basically, it is a um, like an interracial like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rom com or like a romantic drama. She's black. He's Asian American. And this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. I was it with Yusha. Oh, what's that girl from Blackish and Grownish? Yes. Yeah. So um he it seems like he's basically getting deported. Like that's how that's something that's dropped in the trailer. It says my I wasn't born here and my family have to go back. So with everything that's going on in this country and in America as well, the war, mm. um, Windrush I'm not saying this is exactly the same case, it's not, but it's still relevant. And it's super cute. Like the the trailer for it, check it out. The sun is also Star Wars, it's just super cute and actually just makes you feel good and nice. Okay. Yes. Uh, anything else before we go to our songs of the week? Um, I was going to recommend, well, what I'm going to recommend is a TV show on Netflix. Again, Netflix should be sponsoring us because it's ridiculous. Um, Even though I basically called them a corporate conglomerate with no soul. That's your saying, not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The uh, What is it called? Russian Doll? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russian Doll. I've heard, I've heard. Uh, Russian Doll, which I started watching. Um, I think it's an, it, it looks like it's a fantastically written piece of work. I'm mm-hmm. still yet to finish it. I'm still, I think I'm on episode like three. 
Um, it's eight episodes, but yeah, I think it's a good watch. Um, I recommend you guys should watch it as well. Um, I'm looking for other things to watch. I watched like Sex Education in one day. What did you think? Uh, I liked the acting. The writing is it, the writing is blech. the writing has been there, done that. I find. Oh, what the whole all teams are raunchy type thing. Yeah. Yeah, and a bit a bit skimsy, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit kind of like, oh, let's just put a bit of writing together. And it was just the writing was just of average. I liked it. I'm not gonna But I did like it. I did it. like it, don't get me wrong. I think the acting was like was what I liked it. It was a feel good yeah, definitely. kind of thing. So that's why I liked it. But you know, I think if just, you're looking for something to watch, uh, ITV player, um God, cleaning up, watch it. It's great. What is that? Um, cleaners who discover that they can do insider trading because they work in the city. Oh, has that got that um, Sheridan, Sheridan Smith? Bangs, See, oh, can bangs. I just say, I found when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, hmm, let, let's be realistic. Oh, oh no, it's going to sound hella problematic, actually. Should I? No, go on and say it quickly so we can get to Song so, of the Week. Yeah, so we all, oh, especially in London, do we not do it? Okay, Sheridan Smith, is she like a... What kind of cleaner is she? Is she like a Hungarian? No, she's a white... She's... See, I don't do know. We get, do we get white British cleaners? That's that what you're Yeah. Saying? You know what? Now I think about it. Yeah. That's why I was just like, hmm, I'm a bit unsure. In London, the times I've been working in London... I don't see... No. Exactly. So that was just like, hmm, flooring casting there. Did you just want to put Sheridan Smith in this? Yeah, probably they did, yeah. But yeah, either way, if you said it was good, it's good, isn't it? It's a good show, but now that you've mentioned that, I'm going to... Anyway. But moving on swiftly. What's your song of the week? Song of the week. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got two tracks. Okay. Um, I never knew songs of the week. This is juice to well, me. Well, because I'm back. Okay. <laughs> and I had never had the opportunity to have my songs of the week before this. So. All right, let's hear them. So yeah, the first track is obviously by um the the lovely cadet and it's my stereo the stereotype so i thought i'll do a track yeah. from him so yeah so the first track is the stereotype <laughs> Up on south of the Thames. So, yeah, man, I know about a stereotype, a screw face and a gold tooth. Now, nah, mummy, I ain't gonna be those guys. I'm gonna be a lawyer when I'm older. Yeah, I'm gonna live a life so nice, but now, look at all this gold in my mouth. It's fucked. I be the stereotype. I never finished college, never went uni. I've sold drugs and my credit's so bad. I cheat too, I kinda like beef. And I've probably been in about six gangs. I like lighties, I like jewelry. And most of my man, them have been jail. I've got girls pregnant that I never loved, so I could have been a baby father as well. I got Gucci bills, some Muslim. So that's um, the stereotype by Cadet. Um, my next track is it's a soca tune, um, but you know me, I love soca tunes. But this is also another track that's pretty much kind of like one of those ones where it's very different soca. Okay. Um, it's more of a touching song, and it kind of hits me to my core system. But yeah, it's called Alive and Well, and it's by Voice. Um, so yeah. Ready day. Sour, 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 
say talky things. It's like them and want to see my people win. I say jealousy and grudges are sin. And what's this called? It's called Alive and Well by Voice. And it also features a school choir. Okay, I yeah. think I might listen to that. I don't know where. Yeah, I am. no, it's a good track. Okay. I love, I love voice. Like his songs are really kind of like compelling, and he talks about, you know, things that happen within kind of like I think he's from where is he from? He's from Trinidad and Tobago, um, and he talks about stuff that goes on in obviously growing up in his environment and stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I just love Soka. It is what it is. What's your song of the week? So, you know what day this uh, this uh, podcast comes out on? It comes out on a Thursday. Uh, what, and what is this Thursday? Valentine's exactly. Day Exactly So <laughs> one for all the lovers I'm not going to lie I completely forgot there. you know <laughs> Well I didn't forget uh, um, uh, This is I, I hope I haven't had this as a previous song of the week This is a cover of uh, How Deep Is Your Love The BG song um, It's by PJ Morton um, Featuring He won a Yabba. Grammy Did he actually win a Grammy? Yeah he tied Oh, it was one of them tied ones. Yeah. Anyway, big up PJ Morton. Congratulations on your Grammy. Yeah, this is my song of the week for the love, the Valentine's love. Valentine's. Uh, it's how deep is your love? And you come to me on a summer breeze. Give me warm in your love, then you softly me, and it's me. Yeah. Oh my, my god, I was really feeling that. Yeah, yeah. PJ Morton, how deep is your love? Oh. For the Valentine's lovers. I might just download that for my ears, not oh, for yeah? anybody else. Ain't nobody. Well, no, no, I'm, no. I'm talking like I'm not doing I'm not doing anything for a long time. Are you not? No. I might be doing something in the weekend. I got told to pack my bags for something, so I don't oh, know. Oh, someone's going away with a boy. Oh, oh, come back with the blanks. Nothing is ever, no, no, come back with the bling, bling. none of that. Anyway, guys, it's been a great show. Um, great to have you back. Yes, it's, it was good to be back. Good, good, good. I thought I was going to be a lot kind of like blur, but I wasn't too bad. Nah, nah, the energy was still um, there. The energy was still there. But where can they find us? Where can they find you us? You can find us. I was thinking you're going to do this bit because uh, have you not missed it? No, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't I'll mind do doing it. it, but you know. You can find us on the Twitters at Artistic SOM, on the Instagrams at Artistic SOM Pod, Facebook at uh, Artistic state of mind. You can find me on Twitter at Chama K C H A M A underscore K A Y. And you can find me on Twitter as I want to say Jules Montana. ATA. I see, I'd never know what my socials are. And if you have any suggestions or things that you'd like to get us to go and see or you know want to talk about. Email us, we're artisticsom at gmail.com. Um, our emails are always open. You know, do not be afraid. They're hella open. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're lovely, we're a lovely bunch of people. Um, so, yeah, be sure to kind of listen out for our next episode. It's been fun, guys. Catch you next time. Congratulations on the upcoming engagement. There's no engagement. Relax. You're going to get the blanks. Nothing, the blank, nothing. Blank, Please, blank, guys, blank. nothing is happening. Anyway, peace.